This is a message from the emergency alert system. This is not a test. The following message is issued by the request of United States government. Our planet is under attack by an unknown extraterrestrial force. All attempts to stop this attack have failed. Radiation levels have reached lethal limits. Seek immediate underground shelter if possible. Remain inside until you received other instructions from government officials. This is not a test. Welcome to The Pattern is Full, a podcast exploring the unknown. We are your hosts, Dan and Dave. From past to future, we'll take you on a journey of discovery and surprise. Every episode, we'll uncover hidden patterns and extraordinary tales that will question what you know and challenge what you think you know. From ancient mysteries to cutting-edge science, get ready to explore the unknown. So join us as we dive deep into the depths of the metaphysical and unknown. Come along, and let's see what we can discover together. Welcome to The Pattern is Full. I'm Dan. I'm Dave. Hey, we are back. What's up, man? We are. Can't tell you. I don't know. But um, house full of kids, you know, all of that, and then uh, spring break or fall break, and... um, Shoot, what else? Um, I don't know, but when lots you say of house weird full stuff happening. Oh, yeah, but when you say house full of kids, don't you also have to say house full of dog or yard full of dogs? Ain't that like a song or something? I don't know. Is house it? Full of I, house we don't have any dogs. Kids we, just, full of dogs? we just have a cat that seems to throw up hairballs a lot. <laughs> so thanks for everybody coming back. Same bat channel, same bat time. I don't know what time you actually listen. I just want to say that every time. So, um, yeah, we were absent last week, and that was totally, totally, one hundred percent my fault. I uh, packed up the crew for fall break. It's fall break around here, so uh, Dave and I both take about a week off work for fall break, and then we my. Dave, you do too. You pack up and go somewhere sometimes, right? Yeah, we've every few years we'll go to Florida or you know something. But this year it was a more of a staycation. We were at home. I, I was anyway. The staycations are, I like them, man. Sometimes you know I like the staycations. Um, I will say that I um, packed up the camper and went camping to the great state of Indiana. I know that sounds like a great, I mean, that just sounds so awesome when you say I'm going to Indiana, but believe it or not, it is really, it is a really cool camping uh, spot and they go all out for what our topic is uh, this month is like spooky. This, this month we're doing paranormal spooky. Um, and uh, this campground we went to, it's called uh, Rudolph Lake. If you've never heard of it, it's in Santa Claus, Indiana. And I mean, they go all out. 
Um, uh-huh. You know, Fridays and Saturday nights are everybody's campers are decorated. And I'm talking not just decorated, man. We had a group of about 10 to 15 campers that all were together and they literally brought pallets in and built a Western town on their little strip all together. I'm sure they're all family or something, but I'm talking a saloon, a jail, a post office, and not just frontage. You could actually walk into these places. It was crazy, man. Uh, You know, they have a ghost town type thing or it it was supposed to be like a ghost town saloon type thing. It was, it was really cool. Really like, Gave a tombstone-y feel. It was really cool. But everybody wow. does that. And at, and at this campground, they um, for, for kids, they uh, don't let any traffic, like you can't move your car from like 4 to 7 o'clock at night. Um, they, they close down all traffic, and it's just for walking around, let the kids trick-or-treat, and then they do they, you know, activities. They have a little fall uh festival and stuff so i forgot we were going to that so that's why we missed last week because we were out camping and uh i didn't get home until whoo late on sunday and, and i had to go to work monday so it was oh, yeah, yeah i'm usually the kind of person that when i camp or go on vacation or do anything i like to get home the day before you know i gotta go back to work so i gotta eat a chill but but anyway, you guys, thanks for coming back with us. Uh, if things work out as planned, we're, I think we're going to do another podcast next week, uh, which is kind of out of routine, too, and we do every other week. But since we missed a week, we're going to do two in a row, and I think we're going to have um, a, a, a great historian on here to tell us about uh, mm. some uh, ghost uh, or paranormal events. Uh, me and him had a link. I can tell you how much of a historian that, that he is, is that he couldn't come on tonight and talk with us because he's actually at a meeting of a group called past finders. It's here. in I don't know if it's a, that's something they do here in Logan County. I don't know if that's an organization in other places, but they get to, you know, they get together once a month and, I guess they talk about history or somebody has a topic or something like that. So that's where our buddy, our friend Mark is tonight instead of being with us. Yeah. Yeah. He had, uh, he was going to come on last weekend. Um, and then, um, I totally forgot I was going to be out of town until last minute. And then he had that past finders set up for this week. Uh, <laughs> and, and he's kind of, I'm kind of the leader of that thing. Right. Is he kind of, I think a, so. Yeah. yeah. He does a lot of, He's definitely a, um, a font of knowledge. He's got, if you want to know some history of this, this county and this town, he's, he's got it. Yeah. And an all around pretty good guy. Don't tell him I said that, but he seems to be a pretty good guy yeah. all around. So, um, but, uh, we'll, we'll try to have Mark on, um, next week to talk some spooky history uh, with us. Uh, he had some really cool things to tell me that I had never heard of, and it, it, it sounds sounds pretty awesome. Um, we, um, 
What was I just getting ready to say? No idea. <laughs> Come on, dude. You're supposed to be in my head. I, I, I totally just, it just left me. You blank. Anyway. Yeah, blank, blank, blank. Uh, as always, we start off the podcast with a frosty adult beverage. And uh, my first one tonight was that wonderful Killings Red. Um, oh, yeah. That does not, that we do not get sponsored by or whatever. But if they're looking to, for a sponsor, we love them. Uh, I have since moved on to something a little tamer. And that's just bush light. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, you, you, I love Killians, but it's, you, you can't, you know, one or two is about it. You know, that's a very filling beer. But the, yes, the, it is. Light I can go for. So it's called looking at the big picture, is the way I say it, you know? Yeah. Got to look at what the end goal is. Am I going to eat tonight or am I just going to drink Killian's Red and fall over? So, <laughs> If you do both, it's you're going to definitely fall over regardless. So, Yeah. And then do a lot more riding on that. Um, I don't know, man. Killian, cycle than I want to. If they're in what we're saying right now, they may not be you know, too keen on sponsoring us. So who knows? Yeah, maybe they will. They, uh, um, we're plugging them either way, so. Yeah, yeah. So, since it's a spooky topic tonight, we're still going to do our news story. And uh, what I had for the news story was um, uh, the little alien guys that were found, or girls, or I don't know. They may just be smooth. Um, <laughs> that's what they said in a Barbie movie, anyway. Uh, we're just smooth down there. Um, but anyway, uh, the little alien guys from Mexico that uh, they tuck before their Congress. And uh, it's like they have literally, to prove that these things are real, started a full-on peer review. Um, oh, they, yeah. have, they have let universities and... Uh, people from everywhere come and start to, and, and I don't know what this says, man, because when people get buried, you're buried, rest in peace, right? Like you're buried thinking that that's your final resting place, never to be disturbed again. I, I mean, I, I personally don't plan on being buried, but I, I think that's the way when you're be when you're buried that's what you think i'm gonna be here and until i'm dust right so i i don't i mean they found these things they're in theory thousands of years old and now they're cutting into them and taking them apart and um to check dna and different things uh, very compelling been- i mean they're pr- yeah. they're trying to prove that it was not a hoax, and they said, "Hey, it's not a hoax." In fact, the uh, journalist that brought this before the Congress is now even starting to file lawsuits against people that called him basically fake news. So uh, now they're, they're mummified, right? They've been mummified. Is that what it is? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. So I guess but mummified the, you would never turn into dust. You would always stay yeah. preserved. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the, the video that you shared with me, um, 
pretty interesting stuff. You know, they said they were cutting into their bodies, I guess, their neck and their arms. And they said that there were ligaments and tendons and blood vessels that they could see yes. that were you know, preserved. Yes. And so definitely it was some sort of organic, you know, it, it was something that was alive at one time anyway. Something was alive. So I, I'm yes. really interested. Just hope that this is one of those things that just doesn't, you know, fade out and we don't hear anything else about it. I want to hear what they found and the carbon yeah, dating, I, and DNA and all that. You know, I, 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 I sent that to you today because there was so much, so much publicity over it being not real, over it being fake, mm -hmm. you know, when it first come out. And of course, my WW, uh, FMD, what would Fox Mulder do? Uh, wanted to discredit that immediately and go with the fact that no, this is this is real. But then, oh, it's like anything else. You listen to it and you you kind of get like, well, you know, maybe it is BS. But they've went to the next step, the next logical step, which is to get peer reviews on what they're claiming it is. And once you right. send that data to multiple universities and labs and and professionals all over the world that they said archaeologists and scientists and um i mean you heard the video they named all kind of people that they were sending this to once right. you start including those kind of people i mean you're verifying some real data at that point right so i'm pretty pretty um um, I'm pretty stoked about that. Um, so the only other, and then I'll let you get into your news. Only other news story I had was the um, satellite uh, that landed on the asteroid right. seven-year mission the Bennu or whatever it was called, asteroid Bennu, and then the yes, was it called, was it called Osiris? What was it called? Osiris Rex uh, or that's something else. Uh, what was that called? Uh, I'm trying to find it myself. Yeah, it's it's Osiris X. Okay. I was talking to Rex, Rex and Osiris, it was Osiris Rex, right? Yeah, right. So it was a seven year mission. It went out to an asteroid hurtling through space. It was able to land on it. While it landed on it, it like stuck out a claw or a, a, I don't know if it was a drill bit or exactly what it was, but it grabbed some samples. Now, it, you know, I know I know exactly when they said that it it came back. It, it, it's been gone for seven years. It landed somewhere in the middle of the Utah desert. They got it, and originally, when it came back, which was what I don't know, three four weeks ago, that it it, it landed back on Earth. And they were like, "Oh well, you know, when it landed, uh, the the um, surface of that was totally not what we thought it was going to be. It ended up being super um, soft, almost like sand, and." It only had like eight seconds to grab its sample before it had to launch off of the asteroid. 
the cool thing about it is they 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 opened it up in a concealed environment, and I thought it looked like just a bunch of freaking sand with a right. few little chunks of rock in it. And I thought, well, they're not going to get anything off of that. Boy, have I been wrong. Carbon, signs of carbon, oxygen, and water. So, life as we know it, with the correct atmosphere, could have could have been on the surface of this asteroid at some point. Because all of the elements of it are there. I mean, there, you know, there's some other things that's come out that are crazy like that. This James Webb Space Telescope is really telling us a lot of stuff that we didn't expect. Uh, basically, you know, it's looked back billions of years where they thought... Um, they thought that the universe, the the development of the galaxies should have been very small, but they're as big, if not bigger, than the Milky Way. So it is basically just rewriting history when it comes to space exploration. Because if they're that big back then, that means the universe is a whole lot bigger than we think it is, and we just can't get back that far to see what it is. So, real crazy. I'm um, I'm very excited about it. I think there's going to be a lot of cool things. Again, this uh, I'll put that video to that um, um. Oh my lord! The thing about the little aliens over in the, the uh, yeah the autopsy thing over in the show notes. Now. Hit us with what you got, Dave, because you just told me about it and I hadn't heard about it. But since we've been talking, I've got to watch the video and wow. Yeah. So um, this is also carried in USA Today, but it, I guess it came from this post that I found on Facebook. A lady named Shannon Parker um, last Sunday, actually a week ago, um, was in... Um, took the narrow gauge train ride from Durango to Silverton out in Colorado. And on the way back, um, she said they were looking for elk up in the mountains. They were trying to see if they could see anything like that. And then they see something walking and they, they, they say, oh, I think it's Bigfoot. So they said they recorded, they've got, you know, 10, 15 seconds of this, whatever it is, walking around out in the, out on this uh, looks like a big sort of hillside mountainside type thing. And then it squats down and sits for a while. Um, if you look it up on Facebook, it's under Shannon Parker, or you can just Google that. I bet and say Shannon Parker, good Bigfoot and it'll pull it up. But the one I saw was in, and she's also, this story has been picked up in USA today. Uh, the video is pretty clear. Um, it's from oh, a long way, but it's very clear. Um, so I'd, I'd check that out. It's like, um, yeah, who knows? Maybe they've stumbled onto something out there. You know, Colorado, Wyoming out there in the desert, the, the, the wilderness. Uh, yeah, real interesting Dude, stuff. If that is not a Bigfoot or a Sasquatch, then it is definitely Chewbacca. <laughs> That's what I'm, I mean. I'm thinking maybe it's somebody in a Chewbacca con, con, uh, costume, but why not the in that. Not, yeah, in not the in middle of terrain. the desert, yes, in the middle of the desert, wandering around. I, uh, 
I mean, and that's mountainous. Look at all those mountains. And yeah, right. That is that is crazy. This two people will be in the uh, show notes. Um, yeah, I sent you some links to both the Facebook post and the USA Today article. Yeah, yeah, um, it, it, yeah, it is. You, you big, Bigfoot people out there, this, this is, uh, hey, you know, keep keep the faith alive, I guess, because they, they keep coming up with stuff. Man, my opinion on that whole um, Bigfoot, Sasquatch, whatever you want to call it, I, I'm just saying, man, I, I don't know. I know everybody's always like, well, you're packing around. Everybody's packing around a camera nowadays. They should have caught it. But there are some very remote places that nobody's. I mean, there's places that probably humans have never been in. And I don't know. Yeah. When you see something like this, this is really cool. And you can tell that is like authentic. I'm sure cell phone video probably. But that right before it squats down, that is amazing. That what yeah. what you can see. I mean, it is definitely on two legs. It's not a bear. Yeah. It's. I, what were they on that they they saw this? They were on a train ride. I guess it was like um, a scenic. Took the train. Let's see. The gauge, the narrow gauge train ride from Durango to Silverton. And then it, they just ride it out to the end, and then come back the the uh, the same way they went. Maybe it was a dinner theater train, you know, a dinner train, or just a sightseeing tour. I'm not sure. It's really cool. Uh, uh, that is really cool. I'm I'm blown away by that. So, um, wow. Did you just see that today? I've seen it several times in the last few days. Um, wow. That, that, and I mean, I, today, since we were talking about things, I thought, oh, I need to share that with you. That was, yeah. I, yeah just, uh, I mean, he looks like he has some pretty glossy fur, you know, <laughs> what the, the one, the video that I can see, it's like, it looks like it's really well uh, groomed. So, right. Hey, who knows? <laughs> wow. That's crazy. Um, that's, that's great, man. That's, that's, um, that's some great video. I, I, I mean, um, it's crazy. I mean, I, I, here's my thought. Everybody's always like, well, you know, I, I mean, I said that a minute ago, but everybody's always like, well, you know, we would see it. Somebody would see Bigfoot. But if it is an intelligent creature, I mean, I, I don't know that we'd see it if it's, if it's that intelligent, you know, I mean, I feel hey. like if if a person needed to go off the grid and hide because they didn't need to be found by somebody and it's intelligent as intelligent as a human, but has the, the grand scheme of, I don't need to have social media. I don't have to call anybody. I don't, I already live off the land. Yeah. Dude, you can definitely disappear. Yeah. People do it every day. Well, and so. he, you know, I've always, I've, I've often heard uh, Bigfoot called the world champion hiding seek, hide and seek, cha- the world hide and seek champion. So, you know. Definitely after Osama bin Laden got, be, got caught. 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true. He was a right in second place and took over the lead right there. So, um, all right. Well, let's get into our topic. Let's yeah. get Honey Spooky. What do you want to talk about first? Uh, should we uh, Sexton House or my yeah. house? Or, the, you know, either let's one. hit the Sexton House. We'll say personal. So what we're going to do this, we're going to talk about the Sexton House, which is a um, a very known local home here close to the community we live in um, that was haunted. And then we've got some stuff on um, the Bell Witch, which is also close to where we are and that is in Adams, Tennessee. Uh, and then we're gonna we're gonna drop some personal experiences. I don't know that you've actually had an experience with yours, but uh, mm-hmm. you've got that one from Muhlenberg County if you want to talk about that uh, from long ago with the guy looking over at you. Oh yeah, um, yeah. that was weird. Yeah. Uh, if you want to do that, if not, that's cool. But uh, your house has a definite story that needs to be told. And then I've had a couple personal experiences that I want to talk about, including one that goes back to the bell, Witch. so let's start with a Sexton house. Cause I've not really had an experience with the Sexton house. Uh, although I have seen it multiple times. Yeah. I mean, I see it just pretty much every day. Um, yeah. Of course, if you don't, if you're not familiar with it, a Sexton, was the graveyard like caretaker. That's what they called them. Yes. So that's yes. why it's called the Sexton House. Um so yeah, fact, like uh, that's still the job title for the person uh, of that yeah. that current cemetery. He is considered the right. sexton of that cemetery. Right. So yeah, I mean there's a lot of um I mean I've heard maybe a couple different versions of what you know what happened, but the generally the story goes that this young woman lived there with her parents and um, she was expecting to either go out on a date or to an event with her, um, her boyfriend or beau as they would have called it back then. And she was expecting maybe to be proposed to. So this was a big night for her, whatever it was, it was going to be a big night. Um, And then while taking a bath or something and getting ready, she's, it starts to rain and thunder and lightning and she gets really upset. And she, you know, kind of, um, I guess the story I heard was that she curses God and she's struck by lightning right through this window. And it, I guess it killed her, but they, they say that now you can still see her image etched into the glass and whether that's true or not, they painted over the windows in 1920 uh, either to keep people from snooping around the house or to keep the image from being seen. Um, so that that's basically it in a nutshell. There's some other spins on the tail. You know, maybe she was just um, maybe there wasn't any cursing God. She just got struck by lightning and that. And it, it, it's it's called like um, I've seen a couple different references. There's one in Georgia. I can't think of the man's name, but he was. Um, he was a black man that was um, accused of a crime and he was kept in the tower of, I think a courthouse and supposedly he was hit by lightning and his image is etched into the glass as well of this place. Um, so it's, it's not without precedent precedent. And they call it a, it was called a lightning portrait. Somehow it's almost like um, 
the lightning hitting the window or hitting the person behind it created almost a daguerreotype photograph is what, you know, but if I've Googled it, I've looked it up several different ways and there's just not a lot of information about it. Um, I think if lightning hit a window, it'd probably just blow it apart, (laughs) but I don't know. I I mean, maybe the window was open. You know, I don't know. I, um, I'm very, you know, obviously as a kid, this was a story I was always told anytime we would come through this town. Um, I didn't live here as a kid uh, in this town, but um, Russellville, Kentucky. I, I um, But I came through it several times and I would always be told that. And I remember as a kid, even almost being scared to look up at the window. But now yeah. the story I was always told uh, was you could only see that when there was thunder and light. Okay. So during All normal right. days, you couldn't you couldn't look up there and see the image. Only right. when there was a storm going on. So when there was no storm, I can remember like rolling down the window and hanging my head out of the car to look up there at it. But when there was right. a storm and we were in town uh, to get groceries or whatnot, um, hell, I would hide. <laughs> yeah. Because I was just, I was scared to look up there. Now the interesting thing about this is, at one time about twenty years ago, um, I knew the sexton really well, and he actually, him and his family lived in this house um, because that's what this house was for. It was for the sexton of the Maple Grove Cemetery to live in. Right. So I have been in the house, <clears throat> and the actual tower part of the house is right above the front door when you walk in. Yep. So it's not actually like a bedroom or anything. It's like a hatch to get up in it. <coughs> like like kind of what you would think of as an attic. Now I don't know yeah. if it's always been that way, but in current times that's the way it is. Of course, being the curious person I am, I had to climb up the little ladder and stick my head in there and look. Um, it was just a little, and I, when I say little, maybe a, I don't know, a 10 by 10 room or something, you know? I right. mean, I, back in the day, I'm sure it would have been, with it having four windows all the way around, you know, a window on each side of it, it would have been very easy to see all around it. And of course, you know, now it's, right in the middle of the city and there's gas stations around. I mean, I'm sure back in the, in 1820 or 1920s when this happened, that was probably just like farmland and stuff all around it. I'm sure, you know, the cemetery and then there was probably nothing where now there's a shell station and a Casey's and, right. um, you know, I'm sure there was nothing there at the time. The house was built in 1880. 1870 right so uh it's a really old house and i do know and as well as you know that for a while they um and i I don't remember i haven't i mean i know i go by it but i don't look there they uncovered the one of the windows and cut out like a cardboard silhouette of a woman and stuck it up in there Um, right and that's that's been there for a while but um 
the guy, the the sexton that I knew lived there, never told me anything that he had any haunting experiences or anything like that. So, you know, I don't know. Uh, I it was always spooky to me. Um, I was by the time I went into that house, I was actually a police officer. Um, so it was really cool to kind of like get to actually see something like that, that, that had always right. been an interest to me. So, um, right. but other than that, I don't know. Do you, have you heard any, um, haunting stories about it or just the yeah. image? Just the image. Um, and of course, as a kid, even of course I lived, I don't know, like 40 miles away from here. And I didn't even probably ever see this place until I was a grown man, you know, coming here for, uh, you know, to visit people. Um, but I would hear about it and it'd be like, oh, stay away from that window. You'll end up like that woman up in Russellville, <laughs> you know, struck yeah. by lightning and, um, you know, all kinds of, you don't curse God, you'll get struck by lightning. I mean, you, people hear that all the time. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I guess something did happen, whether there's an image etched into a window, I don't know, but, um, it would be interesting to peel that paint off if that's still the window that was there. You know, if they painted it in 1920, that's over a hundred years ago. Yeah. And the um, house has went through some renovations and I don't right. know if it, I mean, here as of recently, they've replaced, I know they put a new roof on it and because I saw them out there working on it, but I mean, we've had all that wind back in March. I'm sure it was damaged, um, but yeah. they've um, painted it. The current sexton does not live in the house and he's been the current sexton for probably at least I'd say 20, 25 years now he's been gotcha. the current gotcha. So, uh, and has never lived in the house. So the house has been sitting there empty for multiple years. I will tell you this, there is a back part of the house that it was built onto. Um, and I just know this from, from being a police officer in this town is, um, there was a back portion built on, uh, with like garage doors and stuff. And it, it, it is actually where the uh, cemetery department works out of for the city. Yeah, right. So, uh, but you don't really go into the house or anything yeah. from there. You can, but it, I, I'm sure people go in there and maintain it and stuff like that. It's a really cool story. Uh, we will link that story um, in the show uh, notes. Roadside America, RoadsideAmerica.com is the site yeah. that I found it on. They've got a really nice article there. Um, yeah. looks like it's pretty well researched. Um, if you have we'll link it, you'll just go to the pattern is full podcast.com and, yeah. um, go to the show notes tab and scroll down. It'll be the, the current episode will be the, the last yeah. tab. Um, and a little bit of, um, one other little bit of trivia about the house is that, what was it by like nine, 1993, 94, 95 around in there. Um, Stephen King was on some sort of a national tour, riding his motorcycle town to town to places that had independent bookstores. Well, evidently he came to Russellville to see the Sexton house and look at it and to have some barbecue at, uh, one of our local establish establishments here, Roy's barbecue. Um, yes. And of course, but Mark, the guy that you were talking about having on the, um, the podcast, 
I think he was working for the paper at the time or somebody he knew was working for the paper and somebody called in and said, Hey, Stephen King's at Roy's. And the editor of the paper was like, I don't even know who that is. We're not going to do, we're not going to even talk. What's, what are you talking about? We don't know who that is. But one of the people that worked there, a reporter or whatever said, yeah, yeah, no, you, we need to go see him. We need to interview him. I guess they got a short interview with him at that time. I'm, I'm not sure, cool. but uh, yeah. So Roy, anyway, Roy, Roy's did for a long time. They were at a different location than they are now, but yeah. uh, forever right on the wall, right when you come in a door, had a picture of Stephen King in their restaurant and a picture of all the, like he was like in a, like their motorcycle. Um, it was almost like a motorcycle gang or whatever. Like it was a bunch yeah. of people on motorcycles. He probably riding. had like security that rode around. I mean, you're, if you're Stephen King, you're worth a billion dollars. You're not going to ride a motorcycle around right. countryside, you know? So um, uh, if you are down this road, check out Roy's. It is, is a good place to eat and uh, ask them about Stephen King. And, you know, there's, I um, mean, the guy that owns it's still there. So um, he re definitely remembers Stephen King coming into his restaurant. Yeah. Uh, it was a big so, deal. But I reckon yeah. I'm like you. I guess the whole visit for the town was for the Sexton house. Yeah. Uh, is what I had always heard. Yeah. So, I mean, there you go. At least Stephen King had heard of it and was interested enough to come to Russellville and take a look. Right. Right. Uh, again, we'll put a link in show notes. Uh, that is Maple Grove Cemetery too, is the, um, where the house is located. It is located actually in that cemetery. Uh, so it, it's, you know, pretty cool. I'm, I'm assuming the cemetery was there. Um, uh, yeah, right. The Sexton house back in 1820 when it was built for the cemetery. That's correct. Right. right? Okay. Yes. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay. Uh, another thing around close to us is uh, some of you may have heard um, oh. is uh, a story of uh, the Bell Witch. Right. Bell Witch is uh, Adams, Tennessee. And uh, the Bell Witch is claimed to be the spirit of Kate Batts, um, who was an unfriendly neighbor to John Bell, who was believed she was cheated by him in a land purchase. Um, this was all back from in 1817. Uh, it's, it's a really, really cool story. There are multiple movies about this, right. which uh, the most famous or the most recent that I remember, I'm not going to say it's the most famous, was a, was called an American haunting, um, right? <clears throat> you get a little bit of different take on the ghost, but basically, the original story was um, Kate Batts was a neighbor. Uh, she felt like she got cheated out of some land somehow by John Bell. Um, so when she passed was she killed or did she just pass? i'm not I, familiar with the story and that of course we yeah. went to that that thing a couple of years ago with um, yeah that guy uh really the thing is she came back and basically haunted um the whole bell friend right so her herself she was not a bell she was just haunted the Bell family because she felt she had been done wrong by them. 
Now, the right. movie The American Haunting takes a little different look into that. And it's that she was the neighbor. Still that she is the, the person doing the haunting. Um, but she was the neighbor that um, basically found out that John Bell was doing inappropriate things with his children. Mm. Um, you know, inappropriate adult things with his children. So she right. came back to protect the children. But in the movie, you know, and it's been years since I've seen that movie. It's very, it, it gets very confusing because she doesn't just haunt John Bell. I mean, she, she treats the rest of the family basically like shit too. So, um, um, it's, it's a crazy story, but the gist of it is what I said right there. But it's, it's a haunting, a legend from the South. Uh, it's in the 19th century, Robertson County, Tennessee, um, John Bell is the person that basically is being haunted by this person. Right. Um, there's all kind of news articles. Um, it, it, there were papers back in the like 1800s done stories on this because right. it, there was so many, you know, there was apparently the house they lived in, there was beating under the floor constantly. There was, um, um, like that one episode here that started at 10 30 PM and didn't end till 4 AM. The home was surrounded by 10 to 12 people to try to find the origin of the sound. Nothing was ever found. People went mm -hmm. under this house and, you know, the way they portrayed it in the movie, um, this one movie in American haunting, it was, it, it was like winter time. And, um, It, it really cold outside and they they just like I mean I don't remember us ever having winters that bad and whatever winter winter they have in Adams Tennessee we're gonna have here as close as we are to them right. um, of course that this was in the 1800s maybe that was before the climate issues so <laughs> winters may have been worse here uh, it it basically just says that they were haunted. Something haunted them, treated them horribly. Um, there's books about this. Um, the Red Book is one. The Bell Witch. I'll put uh, links to all this stuff in the show notes. Uh, at the end of the day, it boils down to I have a personal experience with this here. Um oh. So, on top of that, movies related to The Bell Witch. Let me, let me hit those real quick in case you want to watch any of them. There's a documentary, The Mark of the Bell Witch, which goes back really weird as a kid. Growing up around here, you heard about The Bell Witch all the time. If you went into the bathroom, turned the lights off, looked into the mirror with a candle lit, and said, I hate the Bell Witch three times in a row, 
supposedly you would um I don't know, like get a scratch on your face. Is that do you remember that story? Yeah, I don't know. That's there's a lot of those out there. You would get scratches on your face. Um <laughs> and then like my own as a kid, we did try that. And um Nobody, I don't think, ever made it past maybe the first I hate the village. And then everybody was flipping lights out and running out the door screaming. Oh, yeah. So we could we never done it as a kid. And I don't know that I want to try it now because I don't I just don't know. <laughs> Why can't fight, you know? Right. Right now I'm good, so I don't know that I want to try it. Um another movie that came out in twenty thirteen was uh The Bill Witch Haunting. Two thousand eight was the Bell Witch Legend. 2007, Bell Witch, the movie. 2005, An American Haunting, which was the movie we was talking about. 2004, The Bell Witch. And I saved the best for last because in 1999, The Blair Witch Project was completely based off of The Bell Witch story. Now, the, the, the Blair Witch Project obviously was not a real movie but they took events from the bell witch story to make that movie um so i was one of those people that personally when uh the blair witch project come out not knowing that it had anything to do about the bell witch at the time it i loved it i thought it was the greatest ever and being that it's all video footage and the time, it really still holds up well. So if you haven't yeah. seen The Blair Witch Project, you really should. It's a great movie. Uh, personal experiences there. Living as close as we did, um, it was really cool. I've been I've been there to the property multiple times. In fact, um, they have a festival there this time of year. Um Let me get the name of it. Uh, we, it's just a fall festival, but they tell stories about um, the Bell Witch. And um, David and I last year was we went to a presentation. Do you remember what that guy's name was? I sure don't. But he was one Mark of the people knew. in charge of the. What's that? Mark knew the other day. Oh, just like. Yeah. I, I'm not sure if it's his uh, Galen fought that may be him. Um, but they basically do an entire festival uh, down there in the fall that centers around the history of the Bell Witch. And it's not only that. It's other things that, that go on in um, Adams, Tennessee. It's not always the story of, you know, just the Bell Witch. But there's... there's um, Several things that go on down there, and, and you can even go anytime. There's tourist attraction. You can go on a. Uh, there's a Bellwitch Cave. You can go on tours of. There's there's all kind of stuff. Um, I just see here it says the uh, Bellwitch Festival returns to Tennessee for 2023, uh, and that was right. a Nashville news station out of uh, out of Nashville. Um, the authentic story of the Bell Witch, uh, it, it, it kind of cool stuff. But let me get let me get to my personal experience there. So I had an aunt 
I'm not going to mention her name. She is, she's gone. And, and when I say I, ha- I had an aunt that um, lived on some property, on, on the Bell property, um, do you know when you're like a kid, well, at least in the South, when you're a kid, you may have a cousin or just somebody that hangs out at your house sometimes that's um, you're kin to them, but they're, they're not like your aunt. But just because they're always around, you call them aunt so-and-so or uncle so-and-so. Yeah. Sure. They're just there all the time. So she wasn't really my aunt, but she was, to me, she was my aunt. Um, aunt, however you want to say that, for um, for years. So she lived in a house. It was a beautiful, from what I remember. Now, here's another thing. I was young at the time. I would say 10, maybe maybe a little younger than that. So I don't know how great my memories are because when I when I start to say it was a beautiful house, it was big, it was huge. But I've been back to some houses that I thought were big and huge when I was like young. And now I'm like, really? I thought this was a big yeah. house. Oh, so, yeah. you know, uh, your perspective changes on things. But from what I remember, this was a big, I know it was a two-story house. And uh, it was on property very close to the to the Bellwitch Cave. And she would always... I never wanted to go over there to see her because I was always scared that something was going to happen because I'd heard so much Bellwitch story. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Um, and basically, uh, I think it's like the total is 320 acres of land that she supposedly haunted other than just this house. Um, she lived there and she always told us stories. Um, she said, well, uh, she just rented this house. She did not own it. She was like, uh, in the morning, every morning I wake up to the smell of coffee and I wake up and coffee. There is a, a, uh, half empty coffee cup sitting on the at the dining room table and I don't know how the coffee got made but it's sitting there every morning she would she told us this I never witnessed that uh, what I did witness is there was a room from the best of my ability or best of my rem- memory on the second floor of the house and that she said the landlord said this room will stay locked you will not go into this room nobody goes into this room well, very old, old house. So the the key on there was like a a skeleton key. If you know what a skeleton key, is. you could get down and put your eye and look through there and see. You could see what was in that room. So it was on the second floor, and I remember trying to look in through the windows outside. You couldn't see much, but you could get down on your knees and look through this hole and see a rocking chair with like a house robe or something thrown over it. Now, I don't know if it was the wind blowing it or what, but I had seen that rocking chair move at some point. Um, Freaked me out. I wouldn't go back around the room, whatever. The only other thing she told me would happen other than the coffee and the rocking chair is that all hours of the night, 
the toilet would just flush. <laughs> in the restroom that was closest to this locked room. So we spent the night there at some point. Um, and of course, terrified as a child because of the stories with the house and all that. I laid awake about the dang night. And I swear to you, I bet I heard that toilet flush 10 times through the night. Right. Now, could that have just been a plumbing problem? I, I'm assuming. Yeah. I'm assuming. But uh, other than that, I never, when, when I got up the next morning, which wasn't as early as our, I did not see a half drinking coffee, cup of coffee sitting on the table. I don't even remember asking if it was there. Uh, only other thing I remember is constantly, anytime we were in that house, it sounded like a cabinet door was slamming or there was banging on walls. I mean, we're talking about a house that was probably built in the 1800s. I mean, there's no telling what was wrong with it and all that. And I'm just trying to be a skeptic on this. I will say I had, as a child in that house, I always had a gloom and doom, I'm scared to hell feeling every time I was yeah. in it. So yeah. whether I actually experienced anything with that or not, um, that's my Bell Witch story. Um, what about you? Any experiences? Have you ever been there? Have you been to Adams? I have not. Um, I'm sure, I think, of course, my wife has, they do a play, I guess, every year at some point, yeah. I guess, around this time of year with the festival. And I think my wife has seen the play. Um, and it, what what is it about? Isn't there something about a cave on the property? Yeah. Yes, there is. A, there's a cave, the Bell Witch Cave. I don't know what the story on that cave is, to be honest. Yeah, I, I, I feel bad that I didn't look that up. But the cave right now is like anytime there is uh, investigation, paranormal investigations done, the cave is the center of attention. Gotcha. Um, and, 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 and in fact, right now you can go down there and you can sign up and do a paranormal investigation um, tour. The investigator, mm -hmm. Todd and Leanne Eskew of the Black Wolf Paranormal. I don't know these people. I'm just uh, looking at um, that's some information I found. Uh, you go, they'll tell you the entire history of it. In fact, maybe we should do this and then come back and talk about the uh, talk about this. Um, they're the famous, the big famous thing of it all is apparently uh, President. Andrew Jackson experienced something here, mm -hmm. uh, something paranormal here. But if you go do this investigation um, this year, uh, the very last one is a Halloween event on October the 30th, it looks like. Uh, but they've done one on August the 26th, September 2nd, September 16th, September 23rd. It includes investigation of the historic Bill Witch Cave, investigation of the land once owned by John Bell and family where disturbances took place, investigating the land around a replica of the John Bell cabin, 
a stop by Native American Barrel Grounds, rental of a paranormal equipment, up to six hours of investigating, and then you get snacks, coffee, and water. Um, it says it's usually about six hours long. You must be 18 years old to participate. Um, I will put that link up there, and it'll have the link in it to the uh, Black Wolf Paranormal, if anyone's gotcha. interested in checking that out. It's kind of cool. Uh, Adams, Tennessee is a cool little place and it is literally a little bitty town kind of out in the middle of nowhere, but what, maybe 40 minutes from Nashville, Tennessee. So pretty cool place. Gotcha. All right. So let's get off the bell, Witch, and let's, let's, let's talk about a little bit of the history of your house, man. And, and what you experienced. Are you up with that? Or sure. not experienced what you yeah, I, I mean, I did have I did have a weird coincidental experience, or call it whatever you want to. But um, now, as as best as we've been able to determine, uh, of course, our house sits right next to the the local Catholic church here in town, uh, Sacred Heart. And from what we've been told, this this house was originally built as a um, like a dormitory for nuns and at, at one time it was also a place uh, a dormitory for priests um so it's had a lot of different uses over the years and um i, I the only other thing i know about it is that back in the um, the 90s and early 2000s it was also a daycare um it was run by some folks uh, it was called i think it was called creative corner and it was um I don't know how many years it lasted, but there was a daycare here at one time. Um, I, there's nothing specific that anybody's told us that's that there's something haunted about the house or anything like that. But now my wife has um, she she says that she's been freaked out a few times that she thought she heard voices, um, you know, strange sounds, noises, whatever. Um, but now we have a lady that comes maybe once every three weeks or so and helps us around the house. And she says that she's very sensitive to these things. And she says that we have a very quote unquote active house. Um, and she said that she saw some little girl walking down the hall one day while she was here. And I, I said, okay, well, that's interesting. Um, Cause the only little girl I know of is the little girl that lives with us. <laughs> that's our granddaughter. Um, did I close the, there we go. Sorry. I thought I closed the dang window. Um, so she's, she said a couple times that she's heard or seen some things that made her think that the place is haunted. Um, the only thing that I've got that, that, you know, I've, I've constantly been, I've told my wife's like, no, there's nothing going on. No, I didn't hear anything. Um, now one day and it was probably in the fall i had raised up the windows in the front room um and we were talking about the whole thing about the haunting and i said this house is not haunted and just the instant i said that one of the windows in the front room i guess it was loose and it just fell it started at, but it didn't just fall straight down and cra you know whatever it like it was like um, a little bit off kilter in the frame and it just went J -j 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 all the way down and then slammed closed. So it was like made this, you could hear it kind of moving back and forth in the frame as it went. That was weird. And of course, then my wife was like, aha, see, you know, 
Um, but obviously, you know, the solution to that is to put a piece of wood or something in there to prop the window up, <clears throat> which I didn't do. That was maybe one of the first times we'd ever opened up. Uh, but yeah, there's, there's, um, it's an old house. It's got a lot of history that we know nothing about. Um, do you know when it was built? They tell us sometime between 1930 and 1935. So it's, it's almost a hundred years old. And you know, and, this house uh, is huge. I mean, it's how many bedrooms do you have? I mean, it's like, uh, if you were really in a pinch, I counted one day and you could have six bedrooms, even seven. If you like really stretched it out and had a turn, we've got a little TV room. It's real small. If you had to use that as a bedroom, you could have seven bedrooms, I guess. Um, so it's, it is a big house. Um, there's a really creepy basement downstairs. Um, you know, it's just half finished. Or not even finished at all, really. But it's just a half of the half of the building has a basement. Um, you know, it's 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 a it's a good house. I love it. I love living here. We've we've enjoyed living yep. here. So, um, but anyway, it is a large it is house. Down in like like the historic part of town, it right. is one of the historic houses of the town. And and, and, and I'm personally, I'm all, I, I mean, it's definitely haunted in my opinion. So. Well, we could always have somebody that was a little bit more sensitive than us do a seance or have a have something going on here, I guess. Try that out sometime. But yeah, it's yeah. it's um it's great to think about and um we've had I don't know. I, I haven't personal other than the window falling after I said that, the instant I said it, I haven't seen or witnessed or heard anything. That's but now, that's my the kids have, right? They've heard stuff and, and, I don't know. and they, they know nothing about this story. I mean, they know nothing right. about the house supposedly being haunted or whatever, but right. right. I mean, I, I think. Uh, uh, I mean, I don't remember anything. No. One of them has always said that they hear noises at night, but. I think what they're hearing is the post office because they get these um, they get these delivery trucks at night with these big um, wheeled carts on them, and they wheel those carts off the truck and they go they slam them through these doors, I guess, on the back of the post office to get everything in. And it makes this big noise. It's almost like a um, like the lid of a big trash can, like one of those big dumpsters going up and down. You can hear that at night, and just over and over that that happens. That's the that's the only thing that I that the kids have talked about that they think is some kind of weird noise. Now, dear listeners, this is Dave's opinion. I ask you to reach into the deep depths and do a WWFMD. What would Fox Fox Mulder do? We would take what? the we take the post office out of the picture. And we talk about what's really happening in this house. Yeah, yeah. So, well, we, we could, maybe you know what is it, an EMP meter, and a, we could we could check some things out. Well, you know, I've wanted to do that. I, I mean, I really think we should take a voice recorder, set it up when nobody's there, which is I mean, with your ninety sitcom that's hard to do. But it's um, almost never. Yeah, never. Yeah. It's never that there's somebody here. Right and, now, there's. And, and, yeah. Seven people living in this house. So 
and just let it record and see what you hear. So um, uh, that that's pretty cool. I, I do think it's. Um, I think it's definitely if there's a. I mean, it, it kind of even looks haunted, dude. I mean, not it doesn't look bad. I mean, your house looks great, but I'm just saying when you walk into it, it's got this. Um, I mean, you know, the woodwork, the the awesome staircase going upstairs, and I mean, some of that stuff has got to be original to the house. I mean, I'm sure your most of your flooring and stuff like the that's floor, original. The floors are um, now if you. If you sit in the living room and like, and I've only noticed this after we'd been here quite a while, but if you're in the living room, like say you're, you, if you're laying on the couch and you look up, if you look closely, you can see some spots that used to be, I guess, where they've remodeled and they've taken out walls because there'd be these long, um, you know, straight lines down the middle of a room or in part of the room. And they're, they're different places. There's a couple places I've found and, I, and if it was like, you know, since it was being used um, by the church, there, there might be, there's a little um, inset. I think that, I think it was covered up. It was probably at one time where you might've had the a statue of the Virgin Mary or something like that inset into the wall. Um, but there was just uh, lots of stuff. There was one time I was trying to find a place to um, hang a photo or hang, a, hang some pictures. And, I don't know what they did to remodel this wall or this place, but I could not find a stud behind this wall, no matter what I did. So some, you know, some kind of strange remodeling technique happened there. Uh, do you still yeah, have plaster? Of, do you have some plaster walls? Or are they everything all, plaster. Everything's everything plaster. plaster. So ceilings, walls, all. Oh of wow! Them. Crazy. Crazy. Yeah. So my, I've got a few, um, I'm going to hit those real quick. I got a couple personal experiences I've had other than the Bell Witch. Um, uh, my wife and I lived in a house back when we first got married in a little neighborhood here and, um, locally. And, uh, I don't want to, I don't want to say what house it was, but, um, we had some, which is some strange things happen while we were in this house. Uh, I, I had always heard, never confirmed, that uh, someone had um, um, unalived themselves in the house, but I didn't know that until I bought the house. Uh, and I still never really, I never really got a true story on that. I don't know, and, and I tried to look into it after I was a cop, and I never, I never did. Um, Um, anyway, I never, um, never found out the truth on that, but, and when I say weird experiences, it just felt like, like nothing really freaks me out, but every time I would take a shower in that house or whatever, if you're home by yourself, you know, it's like the the dang creepy song. It just felt like somebody was watching you. You know that song? I don't know who sings it. Somebody's watching me. It gets yeah. kind of popular this time of year, every year. Um, which I never thought about it being a Halloween song, but it really is a cool Halloween song. It'll work for um, Halloween for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, actually, it's a really catchy song. Um, 
God, it makes me mad. I can't think who sings it. It's a crazy oh, name. It's like um, uh, Rockwell. Rockwell, yeah. It was like a yeah. one-hit wonder. I don't think they ever had yeah. anything else, did they? That's that's an eighties. That's going back to the eighties. So he sound whoever it is. They sound a lot like Michael Jackson to me. They, they do anyway. Yes, yes. In fact, there's a remake of that song where that's got uh, where somebody redone it and put Michael Jackson kind of in it, oh. doing some <laughs> of the you know I pitched squeal stuff that he done. Gotcha. Uh, anyway, other than that, it just it was kind of a. There were times that just seemed very um, psychologically uh, daunting. I guess I don't I don't know how to say that. It just seemed like kind of a dark cloud area, and and when we moved away, um, we moved to a, a small community outside of here called uh, Rockfield, um, and basically that was a job related thing. Um, and the house we moved in was that house was built in um, 2008 or so 2009, maybe it's so newer house. Um, so you wouldn't expect anything there. Right. So um, we, we had a little stretch and, and I don't, you know, I don't mind saying things on the podcast. We, we had a little stretch where we, um, um, we were having difficulty having children. I'll just put it that way. Right. Mm-hmm. So that, that causes a lot of stress when that happens. Um, we had, we've always had, I mean, we're freaking animal people or actually probably animal hoarders, dude. We always have too many animals. I mean, right now, I think I told you earlier, right now I've got uh, three dogs, eight cats, two hermit crabs, four fish and a hamster. And right. I'm sure I'm forgetting something. I, I swear. I'll have two rabbits. Yeah, we got two rabbits, too. So, um, but we had, um, at the time we had two dogs, thir- two dogs, yeah. And um, really, this is the weirdest thing at all. Um, laying in bed one morning, and I'll say one morning, it was early, early, like six o'clock, maybe uh, five o'clock. And, um, that sounded like the door coming right close to our master bedroom, the door that come out of the garage came into the, um, hallway that led into the house was close to our master bedroom. That door opened and I, and I'm talking, this is a noise that not just I heard, not just my wife heard, but the dogs heard it. They jumped up, started barking. Literally, man, it sounds just like somebody opened the dog, opened the door, and then it sounded like a baby was crying. Oh, wow. The weirdest experience ever. Like, it sounded like a baby was crying. I looked at my wife because it woke her up, too. I was like, and I thought her aunt had came down. She had an aunt that had been talking about visiting. And I said, oh, I thought you told me they weren't coming. And we didn't get, the, you know, I just kind of panicking because we hadn't picked up the house. And you know how that goes when you right. got somebody. Weirdest thing, man. Dogs up barking. Sound like a, just like a door open. Baby crying. And I'm not talking about just like a single whine. It, it like 
we're, we're, we're hearing 30 seconds of nothing but baby crying. And I was like, yeah. well, whoever it is brought a baby over here. And, uh, and both were like, hello. We were like, hello, hello, hello. And uh, nothing. Nobody was responding. So, I, I mean, I grabbed a gun. And I went out of the bedroom with uh, my gun. To shoot the shot, baby. Well, to see who was in my house. Because uh, no. we honestly locked the doors every night. Um, yeah. Locked the doors. Or I shut the bedroom door so the dogs couldn't get out behind me. Man, I went to every door in that house and it was dead bolted. And we had these little things that were real high on the door that are almost like, you know, like a hotel that like it's like a yeah. piece of metal that slides over. And I, the people we had bought the house from had kids, and I'm sure they'd done that. So if the door was unlocked and they tried to open it, it would just slide and not come open. Um, right. All of those were locked. I went out into the garage. Door was still closed. The craziest thing ever. The deal with that is within maybe a couple months after that, we found out we were having a, a kid. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know. That was the weirdest experience ever. I don't know how to explain that off. Um, but that's some crazy stuff, man. After that, uh, we were really, uh, really, you know, like, like, wow, what's going on here? What's going on? So we a couple times did set up like a uh, just turn on a digital recorder and leave it in the house when we left and man, it picked up some weird, weird stuff, some weird sounds. Of course, there were two dogs in the house, a cat in the house. I'm not saying some of those, but we heard some stuff that would make the dogs bark. So obviously it wasn't the dogs, uh, like weird, like, um, I don't know, not really moaning sounds, but sounds that are just creepy or, I just don't know. I don't know how to explain it. Um, and and so I don't know if that was uh, what do they call it? Um, EP EVPs, electronic voice phenomenon. Oh yeah. When yeah. you set up an elect, you know, something that can record and um, pick up stuff. That is a really intense story that I had. Uh, I don't. I you know I don't know. I don't know what what that was. Do I? I think it was definitely something paranormal yes um can i explain it no way i have no idea what it was so uh, had some more experiences hell i've been talking too long though we're gonna we'll talk about that later we've got a whole month of spooky to talk about and we might even carry this over into our first episode of november because it's a it's a welcomed break i think from uh the topics of ufo and some of the other but we're a podcast about everything unknown, not just UFOs. There's right. just been so much of that UFO, UAP, alien crap, like happening. How can you not talk about it, right? So, right. absolutely. Anyway, um, what's your opinion? What do you think? Do Do you believe in paranormal? Do you Do you think that is spirits that have passed? Do you think it may be a gateway to a, another dimension that slightly opens. 
maybe it's somebody that's in a fourth dimension that can interact with our dimension, but we don't know anything about it because we're only three dimensional. We can only yeah. see and, and, and experience three dimensional. So we can't see what's going on in the fourth dimension. What's your opinion on that? Um, obviously there's lots of unknowns. We don't know a lot yet about, um, multiple dimensions or multiverses or, um, quantum physics that we're just now scratching the surface of. So I'm, I'm, I'm sort of open to the idea that there could be something, um, I'm not going to discount anything. I'm not going to say there's definitely not anything. I, I just, I, I need some more, um, I guess maybe I need some more personal experience, which maybe <clears throat> I don't know that I really want any, but you know, something like that might help convince me. Yeah. 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 Hey. You know, I'm, 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 I'm in between. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I don't, I mean, obviously the law of, Energy is energy cannot be created or destroyed. Correct? Is that not what science okay. says? Similar. You cannot create energy and you cannot destroy it. You can only change its form. Right. Obviously, the human body has electrical current in it. Uh, when your cells break down, that's energy. When your cells are forming, that's energy. They're so, you know, I think if, if, if energy can't be created or destroyed, when you leave, something happens to it. I, and I, I don't know what happens to it, um, but something does. So I'm not saying that you don't still have a connection with uh, something here. If you, if you feel that you need that co connection or... You know, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm very, this is, this is the part of uh, this that's touchy to me because I don't know, you know, I don't, I don't know. I feel like when I talk about aliens or um, interdimensional creatures that I may not be talking about the same thing that I'm talking about when I'm talking about paranormals. Yeah, I think it could be somebody in another dimension interacting with us. We don't know, but I also think there's a possibility that your energy leaves and, and rejoins some type of collective that, um, that you can look back on everything. I don't know time. I mean, I am under the impression that time is not linear as we see it. We're just, we're just in a, um, the world we're in, we have to look at time as linear. I think every, I do think that everything is all happening at the same time. And, you know, when you were born is the same as the day you died. It all happened at the same time. That's the way I think time is. Uh, but anyway, I don't want to get deep into a subject like that because we have been yakking for a little bit. Yes, we have. Um, so we want to thank everybody. Let me hit us up. Uh, sorry we missed a week. And I, I promise you guys, uh, I try to get on social media one of us does and say, Hey, sorry, sorry, we missed. Uh, I, I think our downloads right now are at a, the greatest number that I cannot, I, I cannot miss saying this. 
1,111 on Friday the 13th in October. No. I mean, does it get any cooler than that? 11-11, October the 13th. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Oh, dude. And how could you not do a podcast on Friday the 13th about creepy stuff? So, um, pretty cool. And, and you guys may not hear this on Friday the 13th, but Friday the 13th is the day we're recording. I want to give a shout out to everybody that has gave us some love over the last month. Um, let me put this back to the right date. Uh, well, I'll just do the, the last couple weeks. How about that? Uh, United States, United Kingdom, Japan, and Kenya. Wow, Kenya, that's interesting. Yeah, that, that's our top countries. Um, and then in the United States, uh, and this is just... Uh, October 1 to October 13, so today, just just what we've got for 13 days. This is the last 13 days of our downloads, and they look, they look great. Uh, we've got Kentucky as our number one state in the United States, uh, California, New Jersey, Maryland, Oregon, Tennessee, Connecticut, North Carolina, Nevada, New York, Ohio, and Pennsylvania. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, yeah, Absolutely. And then in England, uh, they were leading in the UK. Scotland was number two. And it, it doesn't give me the demographics for Kenya, but I, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I hope there's an American-speaking person in Japan because I don't think they translate this. Um, so we appreciate y'all. Uh, and, and people's went back, I've noticed, and uh, some of our older podcasts have been downloading right now. Um, Time Slips and their Jimmy Carter one are two of the top episodes that's been downloaded. So back in the day, uh, this will officially be episode, what is this, 14 or 15? I don't know. It's, hey, it's several. We're, we're uh, let me see here. Let's be able to look at that. We're, we're into... Nineteen. Oh, 17. Seventeen. This will this this episode right here will be episode eighteen. For, for we're fixing to hit uh, twenty. I would say we may, and I, I haven't discussed this with Dave at all, but we may take a little break for Christmas. I don't know how you feel about that. I don't. I don't know what's going yeah, on. Maybe we should yeah. keep broadcasting during that time because we'll have more downtime. But. Uh, Anyway, um, other than that, thank you guys. Um, and always remember um, that patterns are never full. I don't know. I need to come up with a closing phrase or something. All right. Um, this is Dan. I'm going to be signing out. What about you, Dave? Right. I'm out. Appreciate it. Wow. Peace all. Thank you. Thanks for listening. To the pattern is full, where we explore the unknown and mysterious phenomenon of our world.
We hope you enjoyed this episode and your mind has been opened to the hidden patterns in this universe. Be sure to tune in next time as we dive deeper into the unknown. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and leave us a review. Your support helps us continue to uncover the mysteries of our world. Until next time, keep an open mind and keep searching for the patterns in our world. The pattern is full. It's signing off.